What's up, guys? Welcome to the Couple Nurses Podcast with your hosts, Matt Sotrek and myself, Peter Fendera. This is a podcast where we tackle current health news and hot nurse topics, one conversation at a time. Thank you guys for tuning in on this amazing Friday. Make sure you guys follow us on YouTube. Check out our Instagram. If you're on YouTube, subscribe. We've got some vlogs coming out. Yes. Not only we have vlogs, we got Patreon popping. Patreon.com slash couple nurses. That loud. Live streams coming soon. Still trying to figure stuff out. But thank you guys for your support. Make sure you give us the five stars. Make sure you like everything. And if you join Patreon, thank you for donations. A lot of cool stuff coming out. You got a little bit of our nursing side and a little bit of our fun side. Patreon is definitely the way to go. What's up, Matt? What's up? What's up? And it's going to be a link if you guys are wondering. So I'm feeling great, man. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about the seven lifestyle changes that you should incorporate in 2021 to boost your immune system and your overall health. And I don't think there's a better time to talk about lifestyle, habits, and boosting immune system than for 2021 because there's a damn global pandemic happening right now. And I think that's a big cause of the outbreak. We have a... It's crazy because 2020, we had a very sharp transition, right? Because C19 happened in, in March. Yep. So our first three months of the year, bang, swam, swam right into it. And it's been almost a year, dude. It's been like six months, right? No more, eight months now, right? Since March, eight, nine, 10, 11. Yeah, a little over eight months. That's pretty crazy, dude. And this like- We would I'm, never imagine it being, no one imagined, I don't think so. No one understand, no understood the situation to where now it's like, wow, guys, this is where we're at. How are we going to get out of this is the mm -hmm. question. Like, I wonder what's going to be the next big thing. You know, there's always something happens that's like so dramatic each year. I wonder what this is going to be. Yeah. And unfortunately, I think this is going to actually carry over to next year. Mm -hmm. um, but when it comes to your New Year's, um, don't fill it with empty promises, guys. That's like the biggest thing. Don't try to wait for New Year's either. You could always start early or start in January, February. It doesn't matter, but just begin. Tell yourself today that today's the day that I'm going to make, you know, like an impact. And if you want to be more successful in 21 and implement good lifestyle decisions, it's going to have to start with first that mindset mindset, mindset shift. Jeez. Um, it's going to be growth mindset, not fixed mindset. You have to be optimistic. You have to know that you could actually attain it and you got to manifest it and then have those actions behind everything you're saying. And of course, be disciplined because we're, we're very unfocused in today's society. And the best way to do this is probably going to be with self-reflection. You know, reflect a little bit on your year. Uh, take a look at like your high points. Take a look at your low points and kind of compare what did you have more of? Did you have more positive things or more negative things about, to say about that year? And, you know, if you had more negative, more negative things, well, guess what? New Year's coming along, new resolutions. Maybe you could transition more to more of positive thinking, different, different things like that. So we also want to see what you achieved because we need to sh set as people short-term, long-term goals. You know, um, has, has it been four years of you doing the same thing over and over again? Is it becoming like a routine where you just sleep, go to work, do one thing, go back to sleep? Is it become like a vicious cycle like that where, where like with minimal Growth mindset, like Matt brought up, you gotta have yeah. a growth mindset. And if you've been doing the same thing for for years on end, then it's probably a time to kind of step into the growth mindset kind of lifestyle. Yeah, and, and it's very hard also because with this whole pandemic and lockdown, we've been kind of having the same routine of staying in, and we probably didn't even catch ourselves doing bad habits sometimes. Yeah. I feel like in the beginning of the lockdown, there was a lot of benefit. We kind of woke up and we're just like, whoa, like my job sucked or I want to change this. Now I have time to work out, eat healthy, right? Mm -hmm. And then it just went down to routine and people probably just picked up bad habits at the middle and end of 2020. Now it's a perfect time to, hey, let's let's do this for 2021 because I'm pumped. Yeah. I have my own goals set and like, you know, we're going to rock guys, right? Mm -hmm. And if you're kind of, if change works hard on you or if it's really hard for you to kind of change certain things, like take this year not only as like a negative, but like as a positive. Like you're able to transition from living life one way to, unfortunately, I'm gonna have to say this, living life a different way, right? So if you're scared of change and you think change hard, like you've you've changed throughout 2020, like with all the pandemic and the crisis going on, like you're able to change, right? So let that guide you to 2021 because embrace that change or realize that you can change, and now would be a good time to change if you want to do something else in your life or do something different or incorporate new hobbies or anything like that. Right. And, and, and with that, it's going to be painful. And like the way I see like pain, it's like a good point to bring up is you're going to have pain no matter what as a human. It's just part of 
being a damn human being, a homo sapien. But like you could either suffer from pain of not doing the things you want to do, so not being aligned with what you want to do, or you're going to suffer from pain from doing the damn work, being disciplined or eating dirt for a long time, whatever it is, growing a business, right, to achieving that. But pain is going to happen either way. So you choose what kind of you, the pain that you want to experience. Yeah. So you guys might wonder, where do I start? Like, what are some good changes to incorporate? What can I start to work on before New Year's or as the New Year's progress? You know, the first thing is going to be definitely sleep. Yeah. But I want to mention that do that, but also to boost your immune system, correct? Because this mm. is the main concept here. Like these are the seven habits you should incorporate to boost your immunity because overall, a mask is not going to save you from illness and we have to do our responsibility as a human, just like we're social distancing. We have to do our responsibility as a human to prevent these illnesses that could be easily prevented from lifestyle decisions. Yeah. Like it's, it's crazy how much things people take for granted or don't really work on or don't pay attention to. And it kind of stacks up like not very active lifestyle, poor diet, you know, undiagnosed like diabetes you could have or undiagnosed certain illnesses. And that's just, compiles and then you get like crisis that happens like this and you know you're, you're the ones that get sick yep natural selection takes over and right and this kind of works on any kind of kind of uh kind of crises like back in 9-11 people were were you know dying at a higher rate too because that's a lot of stress associated with it. except this is more on a virological level more of a micro level because it has to do with immunology and infections but during 9-11 and, and those times it was more of like a psychological crisis you know because it was super scary during those times yeah so and that all you know compiles into into your your like immune system basically you know, gut health we talk about a lot as well it plays a giant role and it's crazy how it all works together and if you do a lot of negatives in each of these compartments you know you're gonna have negative outcomes that's how it works agreed what's the first one bro first one is the beautiful thing that we don't get enough of is sleep Hell yeah. And we're both guilty of it. Yeah, yep. man. Like a lot of people take sleep for granted because those are the times where you are actively not doing anything, right? But you're mentally still doing things. So a lot of people take it for granted because like I said, people associate sleep with breaks or sleep with not doing anything. But your, your brain is still functioning at that level. Like your organs are still working. There's, it's not like your organs shut off, right? They're all still working. And you limit the, phys the physical portion of, of that, you know, sleep has shown to have crazy benefits if you can yep. increase it to like a certain good threshold. And like according to like the CDC guys, one in third Americans don't get enough sleep. So you might be part of that 33%. Mm -hmm. And if you don't fire, find yourself in that, if you find yourself in that category, I think it's time to realize that, hey, like it is time to prioritize sleep. Like we all, we all want to be hustlers and go-getters and doing so much and you know, we're both guilty of freaking sacrificing sleep to do things like mm -hmm. today, slept for hours, but we have to record two podcast episodes. But unfortunately, it's going to weaken your immune system. It's going to lower your sex drive. It's going to make harder for you to think straight. Like you, we sometimes experience like short-term memory loss, I feel like from that. Mm -hmm. You're going to have a built-up level of cortisol, which is going to lead to weight gain. It's just not worth it. It's going to make you fat, sick, and unbalanced. Like the number one form of self-care, sleep do it prioritize it yeah it's crazy at 33 percent, i'm definitely going to be in that subgroup but you guys could definitely tell when you've had a good night's sleep and when you've had a bad night's sleep and f i feel like for most of us with this high stimulant um, society it's very hard for us to fall asleep and stay asleep right because again there's a lot of people out there that they go into bed with their phone look at their phone and by the time they start sleeping it's been like an hour Yep. And that, that already hinders your, like your, your sleep length and you're not going to be in REM sleep as long. You're not going to be in deep sleep as long because you're literally losing an hour, you know? And then studies have shown, multiple studies have shown that a lot of your T-cell activity is suppressed if you don't get enough sleep. Oh, yep. And especially with like different lighting, it, it all affects your immune system. And, you know, if your immune system is working on overdrive and you're not letting it, letting it, I don't, I don't want to take a break because it's always working. If you, you want to have a prime environment to have a properly functioning immune system, you want to have all your T-cells activated at the proper time, right? So if you're not sleeping enough, they're not activating at a proper time, right? So you're going to be more prone to getting sick. You looking at your phone might be the reason why, I mean, this is kind of a stretch, but it might be the reason why you get sick more often and it might be the reason why you catch C-19 or you might have, not, not really catch, but you might have a harder time dealing with it. Yeah. Because right? it all plays a role. Because if you have poor sleep habits, you're probably going to have, Poor other like other things are gonna be poor in your life as well. Well, yeah, and like the biggest connection to that is REM sleep, guys. Mm -hmm. Like the stages of REM, it literally recharges the brain. It helps to 
clean up the shit that doesn't have to be in your brain. If you if your body can't properly reset just like a damn computer, how do you expect it to function properly? It's it's that damn simple, you know? Yeah. And a lot of times we, sh like, especially nurses, right? We like to drink caffeine, coffee. Like, we're literally short-circuiting our brain to continue operating. And we're, like, avoiding the warning signs of, like, sleep, sleep deprivation. Yeah. And, no, like, yeah. you might be in a funk, right? You might, be, you might feel foggy. You might have difficulty learning new things. And you might be fatigued. And you're not even connecting the dots that, hey, I'm not sleeping enough. Mm -hmm. You just think, oh, that's just, yeah, I'm just forgetful. No, you're not forgetful. We're just probably not sleeping enough. You know, what I always find interesting about sleep in our body is during sleep, um, your, your brain is resting. You have a lower threshold, less activity going on in, in your brain. But what's crazy is that your immune system is still working very hard. That's why our white blood cells and our different cells in our body, they have a, a, a short life. Right, compared to our brain. Our yeah. brains basically could stay alive as long as we physiologically stay alive, right? But our white blood cells, our red blood cells, our, you know, our fighter T cells, all those have a small life expectancy. Some of them last a week, some of them last, last a days, some of them last months, right? But it's crazy to think about that. Like your immune system is still not, it's, we're going nonstop, right. nonstop. But your brain needs these cycles of relaxation, stimulation, relaxation, stimulation. But yeah. that's how you, that's how you promote longevity, is you need those peaks and those troughs, peaks and those troughs, right, as humans. But our cells don't have brains. Yeah, they have genetic material and they know how to function, but they have a short half, short life expectancy, so they're nonstop working. They have that one job to do, and once they run, we're not doing that job, that's it. Isn't yeah, that crazy how our body's made like that? Yeah, our body's beautiful, man, mm -hmm. for, that, for that reason. Yeah. Um, and thinking of sleep, right? So I looked up a study with 164 healthy adults, and they slept less than six hours, they were tracked by these little bands, and we're trying to find out, are they more susceptible to sleep? So that after they got sleep deprived, you know, they have split um, subjects. Um, they both administered nasal drops and contained the, the rhinovirus. They're monitored for five days mm -hmm. to see what's going to happen. And uh, basically, short sleep duration equals susceptibility to infectious illnesses. Right. So like, we need sleep for that for that reason. And like, they're saying that sleep depri deprivation actually decreases the pr production of cytokines and antibodies, the mm -hmm. stuff that we need to actually fight off infections. And if you're wondering how much like sleep you might need to reap these benefits, so a normal human needs seven to eight. And also it's going to factor sleep cycle because if you're night shift, you're balancing out, you're not, you don't have consistent sleep mm -hmm. and that affects, you know, REM as well. So just, you know, be mindful of that. And if you're, a teenager, you might need nine to ten. If you're a school age kid, you're probably not listening to the podcast. Mm -hmm. But for your kids or whoever else, your nieces and nephew, they need up to ten hours of sleep. As nursing students, you probably vouch that you probably need like ten hours, but you probably only get like four to five. And it's just part of the game for two years, man. He's got to you got to eat dirt when you're nursing school. Mm -hmm. I don't want to even look back. I don't want to even think about it right now. Yeah. It sucked. Depressing. It came a long way, man. It's it was depressing. <laughs> it's like if you're gonna form a military for yeah. two years, dude. Life is hard. Life is hard. And I also looked into like sleep and vaccines. So if you get sleep, it actually helps boost the effectiveness of the actual vaccine. And they did it by a study. And this was on the, the flu vaccine, swine flu. And um, they had like a, a test subjects that didn't sleep the night before. And they were kind of trying to test whether they were more prone to getting sick. And they kind of concluded that not sleeping the day before actually weakens the effectiveness of the vaccine, which may, you know, um, you might need actual another dose to have the same, um, like, eff efficiency um, rates on it. You know what be crazy is when we're talking about vaccines, what if they're able to see that healthy individuals benefit more from vaccines than unhealthy individuals? And they start withholding vaccines based on like your health history and your like Jeez. health profile. Imagine that. Like you don't. What if someone told you, "Sorry, you don't qualify for a vaccine." Wait, like, wait, damn. wait till um, wait till insurances hop on this and they say we won't cover specific medical coverage mm -hmm. if you're not vaccinated. Yeah, like if you don't want to get vaccinated for C nineteen, well then guess what? We're not gonna cover you if you get it. Yeah, it's That'd wild. And they say that hey, we have a choice, but we really don't because they suppress us in so many ways. That it kind of tells it, it gives you no other option but to take it because of all the benefits that 
this materialistic mm -hmm. society constructed because of that. Yeah, it's not even benefits. It's just like making you do it on not by your own will. Right. It's basically another way that they're gonna force you. Fine, you don't want to comply with these measures. Well, then guess what? We're gonna lead you down the same path, but we're gonna have you comply with these measures. It's like it's gonna be very yeah. covert, bro. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that's how they sneak in policies and change, which is messed up. Yeah, that's how it is. Um, last thing about sleep before we go into the second lifestyle benefit you should incorporate is if you have trouble sleeping for night shift, we always talk about that in routines, like try to limit the screen time before you go to bed. It makes a difference for some reason in blue light. I don't know the exact reason why. So get away from your TV, phone, computer screens, um, put on maybe like the, um, the what is it called, the eye covers. Yeah. I don't personally do that. Get some blackout curtains if you have to, and just, yeah, play some. I like to play music as well. It's another benefit of me, especially like because there's, you know, three of us in the crib. Like sometimes somebody's, somebody's up when, you know, you're off or somebody. I like to just put on like waterfall music and just pass mm -hmm. out to that. See, I don't know. For, for me, I like, um, I like to listen to podcasts before bed or while, like while I sleep. It stimulates your brain and you just knock out, you know? But I wonder if, I, I wonder if, if um, it gives me a, like a negative. What if my brain's still working because hearing those those people talk? And technically, your subconscious is picking you know? things up. So, it, but how does that? I wonder how that affects sleep performance. Like comparing sleep performance with somebody that listens to nonverbal, so just yeah. like waterfalls, rain, things like that, versus somebody that listens to a long, like um, a long podcast. Because I mean, either way, my recovery is sometimes all over the place. But yeah, most of the time, if I have trouble falling asleep is I would either, because I'm, I'm pretty a high struggle individual for the most part, if I can't fall asleep at night, I used to do this back in Chicago, is I would go on a run at night. I used to always run at night. Uh, I used to always run almost twice a day. And if I couldn't fall asleep at night, I would go on a run. Or sometimes even a walk, if like I had a heavy gym day. Interesting. And that would, that would come down. But I'm not saying like a run or a walk at like 11 o'clock at night, it's too late. It would have to be probably like maybe half an hour to an hour bef before I go to bed, because then I'm like overly tired. And then I'm kind of cranky. You know, poor little cranky. People, yeah, man. I'm saying. But if I let's say if I'm planning on going to bed at 11, I would go on a run at like 9:30, maybe 10, depending on how I'm feeling at like 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock. Um, and then I get home, shower, relax for a little bit, and you're tired. Right, you know? and that helps you. That, and yeah, exercise is uh, actually I didn't include it here, but it's actually one of the ways to actually mm. help you fall asleep. Yeah. If you have to, and you're probably getting more sleep that way because if you go on a run at 11, well, I guess what? By the time you finish the run, you get back inside, look on your phone for a little bit, shower. It seemed like 12 o'clock, 12.30, and then you're kind of losing that. So it's better off ending your day quicker and starting it, you know, sooner. That's actually a cool idea because you're also going to sleep faster. So I'm sure you're getting some yeah. thermogenic fat burning effects. Yeah. And I'm sure to help with your immune system to pump you up a little bit like that. And yeah. you, you get those, uh, what does it call it, the heat shock protein and a cold shock protein as well. If you guys are running like... Um, in the cold and then you're hitting a hot shower or you're running in the heat and hitting a cold shower. Yeah, that, that's mm -hmm. that's give, um, that's said to boost the immune system mm -hmm. as well. So the second lifestyle choice that you should incorporate in 2021 is staying hydrated. It's super necessary. The rule of thumb is drink water when you start feeling thirsty, but really that means you're already dehydrated. And our immune system is highly dependent on getting the proper nutrients in our bloodstream and guess what the bloodstream is made out of? We're, we're made out of mostly out of water. So make sure you're always consuming good amounts, but also the type of water. So we at, we at the crib here have a zero water to reduce like all the minerals and the bad things. So you should consider um, purification of systems at home. It's going to um, definitely make a difference. And staying hydrated actually helps with those detoxification pathways, just like cleaning up water. It increases like lymphatic drainage. So you're getting rid of all the extra cellular junk you don't need. Like think about it like literally a waste system and also prevents muscle cramps and all that. So mm -hmm. there's nothing bad at not drinking water. Ideally, you're supposed to drink 20 ounces of water before, not before waking up, but after you wake up. You obviously got to wake up before you drink water unless you're going to aspirate. So don't do that. But 20 ounces of water, that's, that's a pretty big amount of water. You know, and if you don't... If you want a good good example of like how water is, and you want to kind of put a put a picture in your head, so think about like these immune cells, and think of um, think of a stream. You know, when the stream is dried up, these immune cells they gotta walk on like the the dirt roads against the water, then they could find yeah. a function. Like so, I'd say you have a critter that's water dominant, like an alligator. Do an alligator in like a like a stream. It's a lot more efficient for the alligator to go through water compared to go through land, right? So if you're dried up. The water, the alligators on land, but and it takes a little bit of time to reach that water, right? And if there's food in the water, 
and there's like an infection that's, in your that's bloodstream. A, that's a funny uh, metaphor, but yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. So the alligator is able to, you know, swim a lot better with the yeah. water. So, so compared to like a white blood cell, like if you're you're don't have enough hydration, the white blood cell is going to struggle to go through your stream. It's not going to get to where it's got to go efficiently, right? It's in those dirt paths like an alligator. You know, but once the alligator hits the water, he's able to to fly. You know, same with that white blood cell. So that's kind of like a little bit of a comparison. If, you, and, if there's any kids listening, right? And a rule of thumb of how much water you want to drink for those that are wondering. So the source that I found is you should be drinking a minimum a minimum of half of your body weight in ounces. So as an example, if you weigh 150 pounds, you should consume 75 ounces daily minimum. And let's just say you're a coffee drinker. So for every single one cup of coffee, you should drink one cup of water, which is about eight ounces. Mm. So that's the best way to stay accountable. I mean, like if you want to go balls deep into drinking water, if you're very serious about it, I'm sure you could download a damn tracking app of water and you could like, you know, um, track your ounces daily, which, which is pretty cool. But for the most part, I just, you know, I know how much I'm drinking already. I fill up like four or five of those white bottles that's about over 100 ounces for myself daily. Yeah. Or you can write down your notes. Like we have notes on our phones so quickly and get a, like a blender bottle that tells you how much eight ounces is, how much six ounces, and then just drink that right down and add up together. You'd be I, surprised. Majority of people for, do not get enough water. Right. And that's the best way to stay accountable too. Like if you tell yourself, hey, you know, it's 2021 and I'm going to do this goal. Well, how every goal has to be technically smart, right? It has to be specific. And the second part of SMART has to be measurable. How are you going to measure that goal? So in this case, Sounds water... Like diagnosis. Right. Yeah, that's what it is, bro. But that's how you get on top of your goals. Because I hate the people that say, you know, I told myself I'm going to do this for New Year's or I'm, this is my goal in general. And they don't do it. But they don't realize the reason why they fail on their New Year's resolution or whatever is they don't know how to measure their actual goal. It's mm-hmm. just us running a business, correct? Like... You write a goal for the week. Did you get it done at the end of the week or no? If you didn't, why haven't you done? List out the steps, troubleshoot it, try again, rinse, repeat. Same thing with this. You want to do it, write it down, be accountable. And over time, you're going to achieve it because your consistent action stacks debt just like a freaking mortgage. Yeah, I feel it. Yeah, I'm a big, um, you know how there's that, that, um, that saying or that comparison like does the act matter or does the words matter most yeah right like i'm a big the act matters you know because we Hell all yeah. we all have these these thoughts of let's say you know take a nurse for example that wants to lose weight and start getting more fit you know like yeah that, that's their goal you're like oh it's a, it's a good goal and like yeah it's, it's a really good goal and then you're like so how are you going to do that they're just like oh i don't know i'm going to try and do this and that and that's what people get lost is they have these great great like these great ideas of what they want to do for themselves and how they want to improve themselves but they don't know the steps to take to do it. That's what people kind of yep. drown because they don't realize that a lot of these goals that we're going to set for ourselves, um, they're usually long-term goals. And people don't think about the short-term accomplishments that they have to take to reach the, that long-term goal. That's and people kind of give, give up because they're like, all right, well, I'm going to try and lose 20 pounds by you know April. And they just start randomly jogging here and there. And then April comes they're like, well, I started jogging, but I didn't lose the amount of weight I wanted. Well, yeah, you didn't because, you know, you have to see if that's working or not. It's not just like one step and then there's your goal. You know, you got to change things up. Maybe you, you, you have to jog yeah, twice a day. Micro. Mm-hmm. The third way or lifestyle decision that you make choice for 2021 is eating more whole foods. As you know, processed foods are bad. I'm not going to explain why. Freaking said it. Keep watching our episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, 70, 80% of our immune system is in our damn gut, right? There's literally a hundred trillion microbes and what you feed it matters because just like we say, it's a constant communication. So having a strong microbe equals a strong neighboring immune system because literally those cells are like a layer apart, right? Like hairs away if that's what you want to do it. So feed it, the feed it, the proper things, guys, feed it fiber, feed it, vegetables, fruits. I'm thinking about it like a third space, right? Because te- technically this is our tool. Our bodies are a tool to our mind, right? Mm. That's the way I like to see it sometimes. So um, focusing on that and also focus on micronutrients, right? Vitamin C, vitamin D, getting all those minerals and antioxidants from your veggies and fruits and all the phytochemicals, like all that stuff is working in synergy with your body to get better because DNA is literally information. And if you guys suffer from like bloating things like that, or you get sick more often than like your friends or, or your neighbors, a lot of that could be associated with 
I want to say malnutrition, but just missing a certain certain uh, key vitamin or certain key, key mineral. And I feel that a lot of people have issues that stem from their gut. You know, not necessarily always gut related, but yeah. they stem from the gut. And we do suffer a lot from gut issues as, as like Americans. We do, which is another issue. And I feel like fiber can benefit people greatly, especially because people don't really track fiber very much. Yeah. And people don't understand how effective it is. But the thing is, just because you hit your fiber goal for one day, that's not, that's not, um, that's not the goal. So because it's, it takes a while for your gut to adapt, right? Because you have more fiber, you're going to have a, a better gut, it's going to be more efficient. The folds are going to yeah. be, be cleaner, right? But you got to clean up that gunk that was there before. So if you could do, if you could hit all your fiber, if you're someone that doesn't hit their fiber amount minimum each day, try hitting it for a week and maybe go over by a little bit, by like, you know, 10, 15% or even 20% for a week and see how much improvement you have. You're going to have like less gas, you're going to have less bloating, you're going to not be on a toilet as long. It's going to be like a like a pretty big impact. It's going to help you mentally too. And you're going to also, guarantee you're probably going to also get get less sick. Yeah. Another, another funny thing is recently, guys, I stopped kind of wanting to drink coffee and caffeine kind of in general. Like I had a cup of green tea today. I only slept four hours. Um, but I'm trying to stop coffee. I'm not going to permanently stop it maybe. I'm going to go back into it. But I want to have like this detox for myself. I've actually realized that my I feel less bloated and gassy. Mm. And like I had like a little bit of acid reflux sometimes. Dude, that went away. Mm. It, it went away from just higher consumption of caffeine. But you drink a lot of coffee, dude. Of course, man. You drink like, a lot of coffee. I've, I, I, yeah, I've been staying caffeinated for way too long. Mm. Like pre-workout sometimes. I'll have a cup or two a day. It's sometimes Starbucks. I'm just like, dude, Matt, you need a freaking... Mm get some sleep and drink less coffee and that's exactly what i'm doing i feel better man yeah what i've noticed too is is uh post my surgery when i was starting to have coffee and i noticed i was more bloated and more like my stomach was more irritated or my intestines were more was more irritated if i had coffee with milk because you know some of those are i'm i feel like i'm a little bit like sensitive to lactose sure post-surgery and i think the combination with coffee and milk just like 10x it so if you guys are having a lot of GI issues and you still need some kind of caffeine and you really want coffee, maybe you should just ease off on the milk and that might help you because you might be like a little sensitive to, to, to lactose or you might, your intestine might not like it, the flora. And just by having that plus a, high, a stimulant like, like caffeine, it just boosts things up a little bit. So maybe change the almond milk or try to not even put any milk at all. Like for the most part, I just drink my coffee with just a little bit of honey and that's pretty much it. That's so yeah, that's the way to yeah. do it. And it tastes good. You get used to the taste. It's an acquired taste though. But then I like, I like dark beer too. I like stouts. So yeah. I kind of like, I'm more of like a bitter kind of person. It's like drinking kombucha, right? It's an acquired mm. taste. Yeah. And last thing with why you should be eating more whole foods is these whole foods are going to contain antioxidants. They, they literally decrease inflammation because they combat free radical compounds in the body. If you know your chemistry, basically a free radical is this um, electron. It's missing electron, right? This atom. Is it atom? Uh, basically oxidized stress. Oxidized stress, yeah. And it's missing electron. It's going to go somewhere it's going to like attack another electron in a way it's going to cause these free radicals and these disruptions which like damages dna long story short mm. so that's another benefit eat more whole foods i think that's all we should say for yeah that. and re regarding that um there was that guy doctor on uh, joe rogan like a while back that said that a lot of these places that say these antioxidants are so important for us to eat and then they sell you like this antioxidant rich food or anti antioxidant rich supplements that those actually haven't been showing much benefit. Benefit. To, he he to was saying radicals. it's like a marketing thing, yeah, right? Yeah, which which is crazy to think about because I was always thought that antioxidants were always good. You know, they're in plants, they're 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 in fruits, which they are, and they have other benefits, of course. But directly relating to the one where it zaps these free radicals has been shown. Doctor Sinclair, that's his name. Yes, yes, yes. He's in Harvard. Um, has actually shown not to have that effect on that exact mechanism. Yeah, yeah. you should probably revisit that. We should, we should. Or definitely. Jordan should have him back on. Or maybe we'll have him on. Maybe we'll have him on. Yeah. We're actually gonna, we're actually going to start getting more guests on, mm -hmm. or going to have guests on to begin with. Like we're like I set that up for you, revisiting this subject. Yeah, man, that was a good, that was a good intro there for that one. Um, the fourth lifestyle decision that you should change for 21, 2021 is to exercise more. Or twenty one thousand. We'll ramp it. We'll change the dates, guys. We'll change the dates, man. So you, our immune system literally uses um, exercise. And we know that 
long long stretches of activity is not healthy for the body it actually lowers the immune system but if you're getting these moderate intense sessions it actually reduces inflammation it um, alters the older and newer cells it actually enhances immunosurveillance is what they were stating and it helps improve psychological stress so exercise is not as physical as it's also very psychological and mental and it improves things a hell of a lot so everybody should be exercising at least 30 45 minutes a day even though they're in quarantine you are at home like you have something to do i don't know go walk up up and down the stairs but go get your steps in like it's very very important yeah if i were to compare like exercise and and like to our body and how it works like think of like a car on like a racetrack and like you know people are getting ready to take out like a race and you know they they hit the gas, right? They rev it up, they rev it up. They don't hold it for, for very long. That's going to break the car, right? Yes. What's rev it up, it gets you going, right? And then they take off, but they always rev it off. That's like what exercise is. You're just revving your engine, make sure it's working properly, make sure it sound, sounds right, because that when it's time to go, it's going to be able to go. But you can't, like Matt said, long, long bursts of activity, you know, they suppress your immune system because then your body's focused on something else. But these revs that, that, that you do, that test the engine, that, you know, push the oil where it has to go, and then you could take off more efficiently. Damn. Pretty legit, right? Mm -hmm. But on point, I'm gonna write a book, dude. You can, man. Two, we have two books: Act Like Study Guide and uh, Life Life of Peter, Life of Pi. You know that book, Peter. Life of Pi. Yeah, Life of Pi. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Um, seen it or read it. When it comes to exercising the immune system, Pete. That's my question. Have you ever seen that movie, Life of Pi? No, I have not. Okay, me neither. by like I think it's an Asian movie. You added to the freaking list, man. <laughs> so like when I looked at this whole immune system stuff, we actually don't know how directly physical activity affects immune system, right? Mm -hmm. But I kind of looked up a couple theories. So this is, I believe, from Harvard is where I got this. They think that potentially physical activity may, may help flush out bacteria out of the lungs and airways and reduces your chance of getting a cold. That's one thing. So that makes sense. You have your mucus that you're clearing up and all this stuff. It's like cerebral spout, spinal fluid, always like kind of lubricating the brain in a way. Mm -hmm. um, supposedly, exercise causes changes in antibodies and white blood cells. And they they're more they circulate more rapidly throughout the um, body. So because they circulate more rapidly, they're actually able to identify threats and um, neutralize and detect like viruses and bacteria earlier before they cause a or, or problem. Or get to the source quickly. Yes. So they they think that's a theory. I think that's actually a pretty mm -hmm. valid one. Um, supposedly the brief brief rise of body temperature during you know right after exercises actually prevents bacteria from growing. So in a way, like sweat almost has like some kind of effect on bacteria around us, maybe. And the last thing, exercise slows the release of stress hormones, which um, supposedly because of that, it protects you from illness. So some in interesting, um, interesting theories. The one for sure, I think maybe the white blood cells circulating quicker makes sense. Mm -hmm. They can identify. It's like scanning your computer on steroids because you're overclocking your processor almost. Mm -hmm. That's the way I imagine that one. And the whole thing about the lungs, that makes sense. If you think about like on a physiological level, when you have a patient has an infection in the hospital, what are you going to see? You're going to see like sweating. You're going to see a fever. You're going to see elevated heart rate, right? And when you look at activity, what do you have? You have increased temperature, you have sweating, and you have um, increased heart rate. Yeah. Right. So it's almost like you're like you're training your body for for these for these symptoms. So they know how to almost thrive in this environment when it happens, and it can still work more efficiently. Like sitters on a boat. You know, they're always doing doing these protocols, these 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 um these routines that they do because if something were to happen, they would know how to do it, right? And they're able to do it more efficiently, but adding on tasks because if they're getting like bombarded, they still have to do the same shit they've been doing, but under high stress and you know, fighting the enemy. Same with our body, right? In, it, in it's the same scale, concept. Right. So it's a pretty cool thing about it. I've been on, on point with these these comparison things. Yeah. yeah. It's cool because you're able to like take things take things out of perspective and you know, like just compared into like metaphors in a way. Mm. But it's cool because you kind of understand that how the body works because of like all the science classes we took. So, you know what I also think about? Like, guys, man, if you guys ever watched the Magic School Bus, I think that's what always Dude. makes me, gets me thinking about like this kind of sciencey stuff. It's mm. like, you know, you're just in the body and there's white blood cells and shit circulating. There's platelets. Like, that was Stupid such a cartoon, cool show. Right? Yeah. Like, I was so, I always watched Even if I saw the episode a hundred times, I was still watching because it was always so intriguing. It, it, it just expands your creativity, man. Mm -hmm. It really did. The fifth lifestyle choice you should make for 2021 is limiting added sugars. We've, we did a whole episode about why, like, sugar is toxic. We wrote, like, blog posts about it. Look at our Western culture. Look at, you know, the rise of obesity, diabetes is on the rise. 
Like the American Heart Association is even warning us about this. Reason being is because in the United States, we consume on average of 126 grams of sugar per day when the recommended value is uh, between like 25 to like 35 grams. So we're like 6Xing our um, consumption. That's and, crazy. And like one of the reasons that it's so bad is because it affects the liver just like literally like having like liver cirrhosis from alcohol. Mm -hmm. So the breakdown of circos, which is sugar, scientifically, scientific name for sugar, it's broken down in the liver. But when circose gets breaking, broken down into fructose and glucose, fructose is the one that's harming the liver. So when it's harming the liver, it um, has a huge impact on, you know what the liver does, everything. Yeah, man. I, yeah I think it causes free radicals, right? And Same it, with and the yeah. cancer-causing agents and stuff. And it causes fatty liver disease from not, not freaking alcohol. It causes it, you know, causes liver scarring from freaking fructose it's wild and kids kids that are diagnosed on like an ultrasound with uh, having fatty liver disease at a young age from consuming like high fructose corn syrup it's yeah. sad yeah it's crazy because the most dangerous fat in your body is the ones that you can't see so our i saw our buddy adam i'm not sure if you saw his post a while back um he had that picture of some like a body scan of somebody that was like obese and it showed how much fat they have on them but and I compared it to how much fat they have in them. And, if, and then I compared how much fat they have in them compared to someone that's like a healthy weight. Drastic change. Wow. Drastic change. Because imagine, guys, if you're pulling fat in your, in your waist, in your abdomen, under your arms, like that's that's like taking up space in your body, you know, as well. It's pushing on, on, your, on your organs and make, making it heavier. A lot of people suffer from, from like arthritis or they have joint issues, you know, that cause large amounts of inflammation. And if your body's cause large amounts of inflammation in your, in your joints, in your you know, tendons, in your ligaments. Well, guess what? It's not going to be as efficient to fight off infection on a neurological level, right? Because it's already struggling with the inflammation that you already have. Yeah. And also, like, this fat is not only stored as, like, fat. It's also chilling, and there's also visceral fat, which the body stores. And when mm -hmm. it's visceral fat, like, literally, your like, the toxins and everything that's built up there is being released to these nearby organs. You don't think they're going to be causing, you know, like, damage to well, that? For sure they are, dude. It's crazy, man. Yeah. And... How does this affect the immune system? You'll be wondering. Sugar. So there was a study that they did at Lama Linda uh, University, and they found that if you consume uh, sugar, your immune system gets decreased by 50% for one to two hours, and it could last up to five hours. Hmm. So if you're somebody that's consuming a regular Western diet, you're basically eating sugar throughout the damn whole day. Or if you're snacking at work, you know, eating, you know, sugary sweets, like a nursing, you know, that snack drawer. Dude, all of our we're, snack drawer, dude. We're always consuming sugar. Like, dude, technically our immune system is freaking decreased by 50%, the whole entire damn shift, yet we're so worried about wearing a mask because it's protecting us. From yeah, dude. And plus, we're not sleeping when we're supposed to sleep. Like, if you don't follow your circadian rhythm, we're, we're as humans, we're trained to, we're programmed to sleep during the day, or sorry, sleep during the night and be awake during the day. We're on opposite schedule. So we're stressed at work. We're fighting our circadian rhythm, and now we're eating junk food. That's three things that's going to give you COVID nineteen. And, and those are the frontline warriors. Mm. Like we're, we are the frontline warriors. We are the frontline warriors, but yet we're freaking not even taking care of our damn selves. Mm. Do you guys realize? Do you guys see the problem here? This is the dilemma where we're so about social distancing, wearing masks, yet on inside we're freaking rotting our own damn mm. bodies. Yeah, and you what you guys you know do not like trust your own immune system. Do not yeah. think you're about to. I'm fight. having epiphany moment. I'm actually gonna go to work and I'm gonna tell you guys. Hey, fun fact, guys. You guys know that 50% immune system is getting decreased, and yet there's always sweet mm -hmm. shit at the freaking um, nurse station and in the break room. Yeah, dude. The, we're not doing ourselves a favor. Yeah, like we're so guys. We're not saying no. Don't ever snack. You of can't course. have it, dude. We do it all the time. No, I don't want to say all the time, but we do do it. We do it in moderation. You know, I don't want to say all the time because we don't do it all the time. And for the most part, if we do snack, I probably snack, actually, no, I probably, so I snack more at work than I do here. You have, I you, just you, eat large amounts of meals when I'm at home. I'm sure, I'm sure people are laughing because sometimes when I, when I listen to you and people are listening right now talking, like you have like three different thoughts that are playing out inside of your head yeah. and you keep like contradicting yourself and get, you're like saying something, but wait, wait, but this. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's just like you have like three different thoughts. It's so funny like um, seeing it. Yeah, because like na naturally I want to like argue each topic that I have in my head. It's a Gemini thing, and, bro, yeah, by the probably way. I'm is. just saying, and I ain't talking <laughs> shit about, you know, I'm not going to hit you with Zodiac Science yeah. live on Cup of Nurses here, but I'm just saying it's right. a Gemini thing. And the thing is like I would say some shit and I realized that 
that, that it's like, damn, it could be wrong if you look at perspective. And I, I want to bring that perspective too because like I see it too. You yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying? So I'm be relatable in all aspects. But but yeah, so like we, but what? we do snack. <laughs> I'm saying we do snack and shit, but like take in moderation. But I was saying that we, I snack more at work, but the, my issue is I eat large amounts of meals here. Like I don't really snack when we're at home. Like, we don't even have snacks to snack on. Yeah, we, we try to not buy anything yeah. in the crib for that damn reason because we don't need the extra sugar. Yeah. Um, usually after I have my lunch at work, I have like a... Um, Yesterday I had a Snickers and a Kit Kat, for example. Mm. So like I'll, I'll have my thing. I'll have a day where I want hard candy. So after I have my healthy broccoli and steak and all that, yeah. shit, I'll have a little Jolly Ranger, man. Like it's all good, guys. Yeah. So we say things, but just moderate, 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 because right. it's gonna it's gonna freaking kill you guys. Yeah, Loki. When I used to track my macros like a few weeks ago, now I kind of stopped because I'm getting lazy. But I used to purposely not eat like bread or like. Uh, carbs, so I can save them for because I can have some snacks, dude. Nice. So I would literally like, like, like eat the beef from a taco with a spoon instead of using like a shell or or tortilla or like just eat the steak without any kind of other breads or kind of any kind of other like carbs, just so because I know when I get to work, like I could have you know a few chocolates, dude. That's legit. It's cool, man. You know, you treated yourself for starving yourself from carbs. Yeah, let's pick your poison, huh? Pick your poison. (laughs) So the sixth lifestyle choice you should make for 2021 is eating more fermented foods and or taking a probiotic supplement, which you should do it in conjunction, right? We're taking multivitamins with probiotics and we like our fermented food. We I consume kimchi very, very, probably every day, actually. I actually want to keep up with it. It's a um, Japanese, like, um, spicy cabbage leaf. Freaking delicious. It's kind of like sauerkraut almost yeah, with, sa- like, tomato-ish. Sauerkraut's on there, yogurts, um, kefir, if that's how you say it in English. I'm saying in Polish, maybe. So any anything fermented, why? It goes back to the immune system. It goes back into feeding that healthy gut microbe, right? You want to have a flourishing network of gut microbe in return it's going to stabilize your immune cells and everything else yeah if you guys you really guys have to realize that these like foods that we eat now are drastically different than the foods that have been eaten for generations and centuries yeah right i want to bring it back to the process stuff but this, this kind of goes like hand in hand with it right so your natural gut, gut flora is more genetically geared towards you eating whole foods not foods with so much additives you know things things like that and then once you start adding these additives like doing these like cereals that have all these you know ingredients or foods that are high in ingredients they have all these additives these flavorings your gut microbe isn't really prepared for that yeah it's going to adapt and adjust to the foods that you eat but it can adjust to a certain extent and it, it can be reap the benefits to a certain extent compared to when you eat a or like a fruit or a vegetable as a whole, you know, it's able to digest it better, grab nutrients out of it as yeah. much as it can. And a lot of these these foods that we eat, they're fulfilling and they're very satisfying for a short period of time. And then guess what? You know, you're hungry again. So think of your the food industry almost like big pharma, like the ones you hooked. Except it's not a drug; it's a it's a food, right? It's a food, man. They can make you feel good. Good. Their goal is to make you feel good as possible for a, the least amount of time. Why? Because then instead of eating one cookie, you're gonna want two cookies, and you're gonna want three and four, and you gotta want to buy the buy box one box, and you want to buy two boxes. Do you realize that corporate America figured out our psychology, and they got us hooked in every single category of consumerism? Mm-hmm. That's how we're freaking literally basically fat, sick individuals in America. And to talk a bunch of shit, but yeah, we're consuming everything from food to pills to media mm-hmm. to entertainment to the point that it's just stuffing our damn brains to mm-hmm. dopamine body like it's um it's wild to think about it's crazy um probiotics so they also i'm sorry probiotics and both fermented foods so they actually are also great sources of vitamin c iron and zinc which all return help boost your immune system and i was i looked at a systematic review and they basically said that if you took a probiotic and as an adult and as a children you are you are able to fight off your infection a lot quicker. So the duration gets reduced. Mm. So it's proven that taking these two things actually helps boost your immune system. And if any of you were on antibiotics in the past, like antibiotics destroy your gut yep. flora. So it's very important if you guys can to take an antibiotic with a probiotic too. You know, but then you gotta be careful because then you have higher risk of like C diff, things like that. But if you don't feel safe taking a probiotic with your antibiotic or your doctor says do it or is against it because for some interactions or for some reasons 
take the antibiotic for as long as you're supposed to, and then hop on probiotics afterwards because you got to rebuild that gut flora because it's going to destroy your gut flora. Hell yeah. And if you're having diarrhea, probiotics is probably a good idea to look into too. Yeah, including some freaking damn hydration so yeah. you don't get dehydrated. Correct. Um, the seventh lifestyle choice you should make for 2021 is managing your stress levels. We know that short bits and bursts of stress actually boost your immune system, correct? But what the problem here that we're facing is the chronic long-term stress. And we're not even realizing sometimes we are in stress because we're stimulated in doing things one to another. And our brain doesn't know whether the threat, the perceived stress is in front of us or it's, it's imagined, right? So it's, where's the saber-toothed tiger? It's in our minds right now. And it's always running in a way and it's always causing us to be in fight or flight. And there's a lot of evidence that, you know, these pathways are, direct, the you know, mind-body connection. It's technically having, you know, it's, a, it's affecting it. Even like chronic feelings of loneliness, um, you're able to predict your basically health status based mm -hmm. on those feelings because those feelings tend to stress you out to the point that it lowers your immune system. Right. It's, it's yeah, I mean, it's totally valid. You having these high levels of anxiety and, and stress, you're just in a, like, a, like a loop in your brain. Your brain's just working and working and you're working. And your brain's giving off these physiological responses that are also working your, your organs, working your gut, working your immune system. And you're basically, instead of like that gas pedal revving it, you're just always on overdrive, always on overdrive. And then your body eventually gets tired of that overdrive because it can only handle so much, right? And that's when you get sick. So people, a lot of people have like, that have high anxiety, high stress, they have a period of high focus, high mental toll, like high work ethic, yeah. and doing stuff and then they get so exhausted so tired then they, they they have to just relax for the next few days and that's when they get sick because you know you're so ramped up you're so stressed you're so anxious to do these things you're doing them you're doing them you're doing them you're so ramped up you're going 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 and then you overwork yourself you overwork yourself mentally because of the stress maybe the anxiety and then guess what you need to take a long break and that's when opportunity infections arise because your body needs a break. You yeah. need a break, and that's when these viruses are going to, you know, spread the most because you, your body's not going to be as efficient to take it down. And it's crazy to even like check yourself and be like, "Wow, I think I have anxiety," or "Hey, I think I'm stressed out." It's hard to like evaluate that in your own life because we're. It's hard to be introspective and right. have that third third party. Like that ego eye look at your life, like, "Whoa, like, hey, Matt, like, there's just a lot of shit in your life going on. Like, you need to." Take a step back, take a day off to yourself, and just just kick it. Not not everybody has that introspection, yeah. and we need that because, like, our monkey brains sometimes run. And even like at work, like I had a patient that's on BiPAP. He's on BiPAP for two days, and it's like two a.m. and he's not sleeping, and he's asking me that his insurance is expiring in a couple, you know, a couple of days. What should he do? Like these people, like in a hospital setting, are literally stressing themselves out to the point that their body like medicine is behind it correct mm -hmm. like we're treating our bodies in the hospital like a like a pharmaceutical i'm sorry i want to like a chemical body correct there's something going on on a chemical level or pathophysiological level let's reverse it we, we just treat this body of ours like a mechanic shop right and that's what people do to come to the hospital that's what we manage mm -hmm. that's why you get paid the big bucks right pete because right. you do that but we never take a look at the patient from like a psychological level and be like wow their immune system is hurting right now because they're stressed out we mm -hmm. we don't ask patients enough like how they're doing and we don't help them cope enough with like the the mindset part mm -hmm. you know we we technically do because nursing is holistic but we don't have the freaking time I don't care what anybody has to say. Nursing is way too busy right now to be asking people about their stress and sitting down in a chair for 30 minutes and having that conversation and maybe they're going to feel less stressful and then maybe they'll have a shorter outcome or they could get out a day or two earlier because of that. But that's not something to be looked into because there's just so much happening. Right. Especially in the ICU. We're and we're busy a, right now, yeah. Yeah, we're such an acute care setting where, where we have to first physiologically stabilize you then we could work on a mental. That's that's kind of how life works sometimes. Like we know we push this whole mental strength, mental aspect uh, on, on everybody and, and ourselves, but there's gonna be a point in life where you physiological health, physical health has to come before the mental health, right? Because you're not gonna be thinking about anything if you can't get you extubated. We're not gonna be thinking about, you're not gonna have any kind of thoughts. 
that you're gonna recollect that we're gonna be able to know if we can't extubate you, right? We have to get you off the vent. We have to have you breathe on your own before we can take these next steps in yeah. life. Because if you look at, you know, um, like the the pyramid of like life where you first need your physiological needs and you can meet the Mass next Mass hierarchy yes. of needs. And the first one's physiological. If you can't breathe, your heart can't work properly how it's supposed to, guess what? Nothing else comes. Yeah, and Maslow's also says that you need the food, shelter, and everything mm. else before you can advance and um, achieve like self-actualization. Exactly. Yeah. So that's that's like for that's the setting we work in. Yes, we have to spread this mental thing because we're not able to spread it at work, but we understand how important it is because not only is medicine important, not only are physicians important, but like mental coaches, mental health is just as important. Yeah. You know, your blood pressure is very important to us. But your psychology is just as important as your blood pressure. Yeah, it, re it really is. And we're, I don't think we have enough study to show the links because we're, you know, medicine is kind of behind it. But eventually, I think we're going to realize that, hey, maybe we should prioritize on this because now we realize how bad the effect, you know, this affects the immune yeah. system. Yeah. So, it's, you know, the science is only going to come. And I feel like it's. You heard it's, it here first, folks. You heard it here on a couple of nurses in freaking 2020. Like, this is where medicine will probably go. And I think it will, man. Yeah. Because like, even like the listeners that are nurses and there are a lot of nurses, nurses students, like when was the last time you kind of took a little step back in your life and just be like, whoa, I'm doing so damn much. I need to take a break. Mm. So take time. If you're listening to this, maybe pause the audio and be like, how is my life going right now? Yeah. Am I stressed out? What's my stress level? Like rate yourself. Give yourself an honest, um, honest, you know, judgment call. And maybe you need to step back. Maybe you need to reevaluate things. Maybe you need to do some changes because that stress is going to continuously go. And we don't realize that we're on the hamster wheel sometimes. And this is a great time to do that introspection. You guys need to take time for yourself. Devote a day for yourself, like once a week, a few times a month. You know, take a mental health day from work. Do what you got to do. Call off, guys. The world's not going to explode. It's completely okay. Yeah, and the hospitals, you know, they're going to miss you, but they'll, they'll manage. Yeah. It's and a business. Guess what? How many times have you worked during short staff? Almost all the time, right? Like, trust me, they'll, they'll be able to fill your shoes, man. Exactly. So, in conclusion, these are the seven lifestyle decisions, choices that you should make for 2021. It's going to boost your immune system and overall health. And what's more important in your life than health? And what's more important health when there's a global pandemic happening? Mm -hmm. So, let's get after, guys. 2020 is going to be an amazing year. Let's put all this bullshit aside. But let's also help yourself feel better and also help humanity, you know, because preventing illnesses are going to prevent another outbreak like this, I would say. Yep. Let's grow together, guys. Peace. Peace, love, unity.